0: Greetings Mountainside, um, I am uh, once again thankful to be with all of you this week, uh, like Sonia mentioned, um, not quite the same as what we're used to, and I think we're going to have to get used to this for just a little while, and so I uh, so appreciate um, people leaning in, people showing up, and so appreciate um, all of you engaging uh, via the comments and for those who. Who have already participated here um, on the live stream so thank you Jonathan in particular today for for doing that uh, I want to encourage you to in the comments on both YouTube and Facebook be writing things you're grateful for today it's good to hear um, about things that we're grateful for in a time like this and I also want to invite you to begin writing prayer requests if, if you'd like as we'll, we'll have some time in prayer together um, in just a little bit um, the, uh, we, we not only bring things that we're grateful for, but we also bring the reality of all that we're dealing with and facing, and so um, uh, an example of that is that Misty was supposed to be here with me today teaching um, together, and because she is on the front lines in her hospital serving as a chaplain, um, she's unable to make it in. And so um, I'm thankful for her decision, I'm sad that she wasn't able to do this, and um even within our congregation, we have people who are working on those front lines in hospitals and on units in hospitals, and we're, we're praying for them, and we're thankful for them, and so we bring that too with us um, to this passage today. Um, the prophet we're reading this morning is Ezekiel. We've, we have, we're still gonna um, focus our season on the idea of communion, and gathered, being gathered and scattered um, in Christ for life with God, um, I really want to encourage all of us to be considering what does life with God look like right now in the different places that we are um, and in the different situations that this has, has uh, brought about for each of us. Um, and we're gonna be in the Gospel of John eventually, but today the lectionary passage was from Ezekiel chapter 37, and so we're, we just think that that's uh, a great image for us uh, today. Um, Ezekiel is very creative in his communication throughout his writings. Uh, we find him using metaphors um, or word pictures to get his message across. And he calls them visions, and today's passage is a vision. And these visions are are word pictures, and they they have the ability to clothe ideas um, with color and with shape. Jesus did this all the time in his parables and Ezekiel does this also. And today, we're, um, we're looking at one of those visions. And these can be kind of tricky to preach because on the one hand, you wanna like describe what it's about, you wanna help people see maybe some of what the meaning is. But on the other hand, you don't wanna get in the way as a preacher, um, get in the way of the vision itself, get in the way of the color and shape that it might offer. So I'm gonna do my best this morning just to open this passage up and share with you a little bit um, about what God has been stirring in me um, as I've worked with it this week, so if you have Bibles, you can open those up, or iPads, or phones, or if you have the liturgy in front of you, um, this passage is also there. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to read this together, or read this for us today. The Lord's power came overcame me, and while I was in the Lord's spirit, He led me out and set me down in the middle of a certain valley. It was full of bones. He led me through them all around and I saw that there were a great many of them on the valley floor and they were very dry. He asked me, human one, can these bones live again? I said, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them dry bones. Hear the Lord's word. The Lord God proclaims to these bones, I'm about to put breath in you and you will live again. I will put sinews on you, place flesh on you, and cover you with skin. When I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am the Lord. I prophesied just as I was commanded. There was a great noise as I was prophesying. Then a great quaking and the bones came together, bone by bone. When I looked, suddenly there were sinews on them. The flesh appeared and they were covered over with skin, but there was still no breath in them. God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, human one. Say to the breath, the Lord God proclaims, come from the four winds, breath. Breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as he commanded me. When the breath entered them, they came to life and stood on their feet, an extraordinarily large company. He said to me, human one, these bones are the entire house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely finished. So now prophesy and say to them, the Lord God proclaims, I'm opening your graves. I will raise you up from your graves, my people. I will bring you to Israel's fertile land. You will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves, my people. I will put breath in you and you will live. I will plant you on your fertile land and you will know that I am the Lord. I've spoken and I will do it. This is what the Lord says. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be Thank be God. God. Amen. Uh, this passage raises an important question for us this morning. It raises a question that each of us um, are invited to take some time to think about. Uh, to think about as global citizens, as Americans, as people who live in Los Angeles, the San Gabriel Valley, the cities where we reside. It's a question to ask, I think, even in our personal lives right now, and that question is this mortal can these bones live I'm reminded of the scene um, in Remember the Titans when coach Herman Boone takes his team who is grappling with um, how to be a team during this time um, charged in racism and trying to figure out um, how to work together and he takes them to the scene of Gettysburg. And in the movie, uh, Coach Boone gives this impassioned speech, um, telling his team that in this time they are fighting a battle that had already happened and and won, and that they needed to learn from this battle scene um, in order to move forward. Many people, historians, like in this movie, will stand on a piece of land that once thundered with war and the noise of battle, whether a recent one or one from a long time ago. And visitors rarely leave that scene um, without being caught up or awestruck by its memories. And that's what we have here in this passage. Ezekiel has seen firsthand um, battle. This vision that he's looking at is the vision of an army who had moved into this valley, um, a valiant army filled with hope for victory. And yet victory had avoided them and they had been defeated. And, and within this scenario, God tells Ezekiel um, to ask, the, or God asks Ezekiel this question, mortal can these bones live? And it's really kind of a crazy question. Um, Ezekiel's part of Judah. Uh, Judah is in, has been in exile, Ezekiel has been in exile. He no doubt brings that situation to this vision. And to hear this question, um, can these bones live, really at first glance is an easy answer. Of course not. Of course they can't. They are dry bones in a valley. And I think we come to this passage today with our own realities, from our own world. Um, looking at the numbers of COVID um, just this morning, uh, uh, the, the national numbers um, confirmed cases, 124,000 with 2,100, almost 2,200 deaths. Um, in California, 5,600 confirmed cases, 120 deaths. Um, we can look at those kinds of statistics and we can say, can these bones live? And the answer would be seemingly no. Um, When you think about this passage, are there aspects of our culture that come to mind that seem hopeless or impossible? Where might we be longing for new life in the face of Impossible odds Um, COVID-19 brings new realities Economic realities that might seem insurmountable um, And they beg this question Can these bones live? Um, Isolation brings about other questions for us personally, I think Um, When you find yourself at home whether you're on your own, or with housemates, or with your family. um, This is a new rhythm for all of us, and no doubt, these new realities are bringing up old um, challenges that we face interpersonally, in our relationships, things that we might be good at stuffing or hiding in our normal humdrum of life, but this time of quiet just gives them space to rise. And we look at those realities and we might think to ourselves, can these bones live? Ezekiel gives an answer. It was there. It was kind of hidden, uh, maybe. Maybe kind of quiet, but it was there. And when asked this question, whether or not these bones can live, Ezekiel answers. And I think it's such an amazing way, he looks right at God, presumably, and says, "'Lord, only you know.'" It's like Ezekiel puts it right back um, to God when looking at these, these dry bones in this valley. "'Lord, you alone know.'" The bottom line is that we, left alone, are unable to make some of these bones of society, some of these bones in our lives and in our relationships, we are unable to make them live. No matter our education, no matter our access to resources, um, no matter our grit and perseverance, there are realities in our lives, some of which we are facing fresh right now, um, that only God has the power to make live. That only God has the ability to bring to life. This passage reminds us that God is sovereign in these types of situations, and we are not. And only God knows if these can live. <coughs> this, is, um, this is a kind of scary place to be, maybe an uncertain place to be. We like certainty, we like answers. And so we try hard uh, to um, control our futures to avoid uncertainty, to address issues that we're facing, to fix them or or redirect them. And the passage, I think, gives a a picture of this too. Um, Ezekiel calls to the bones like God instructed him, and the bones come together, and the sinews are there, and the flesh comes around them, um, but there is no breath. Sometimes we do really, really good work. And there are people right now, we mentioned Misty on the front lines, and Charisse, and Becca, and other healthcare professionals. Um, We're so thankful for, they are working so beautifully and so hard. Um, And no doubt, sometimes it feels like their work is um, like bones and skin, but hanging from a string that they're just they're just longing for breath to move into what they're doing. Um, each of us, in our in those things that might emerge during our isolation, um, we too can feel like, "Oh, I've put so much work into trying my best to address these challenges, but it just feels like bones hanging from a string sometimes." Um, Sometimes we also can do this by, without even realizing it, um, and looking at challenging situations like the one we're in and and kind of playing the blame game a little bit. If we can blame the right person for whatever impossible challenge that we're looking at, um, we'll figure it out. The right country, the right political party, the right person, the right leader. Maybe if we can find the person to blame, we can feel okay. But those are just hanging bones. I think the invitation of Ezekiel is to move from a place of the head, which a lot of these tempts are and are beautiful and needed at times, and to move from a from a place of our head and and move down into down into our hearts. Um, the passage goes on. Um, we, we have these picture these pictures of these bones. And it says in verse nine, you can read with me, God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, human one. Say to the breath, the Lord God proclaims, come from the four winds' breath. Breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as he commanded me. When the breath entered them, they came to life and stood on their feet, an extraordinary large company. There is an invitation in this passage today for us as the people of God to say to the breath, to say to the Holy Spirit, um, come into these efforts that I'm giving. Maybe I'm a healthcare professional, maybe I'm on the front lines. To, this is an invitation to say, God, we are giving our best effort, breath, come and fill these bones with life. Um, there is an invitation to all of us when we are in isolation and we see um, patterns arising that we thought we'd worked on, patterns coming up in our families that were. We, we can hide so easily our stuff when we're in the, in the normal routine of life. And we see these arising, and this is an invitation to stop and to move from the head into our heart and to say, God, breath, come into these aspects of our lives and breathe. Bring your life. Bring your life in my, with my housemates um, who we're together so often now. Um, bring your life into my marriage um, as we figure out how to do this thing called isolation together bring your life God into the patterns of how I work with my children or my neighbors or my friends Um, this passage invites us to stand and say God come and breathe into my efforts that I'm giving as best as I can And this passage reminds us that God is a God who does, in fact, breathe life into things. Um, Again, it's an invitation to move from the head, the figuring it all out, into the heart. God, open me up. Open us up. And do something new in this unusual, impossible time that we find ourselves in.